All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lionbow Media. I'm your host, Craig Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan for episode 267, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, none other than the legendary Joshua Smith. And, and I have to use that legendary because, <laughs> gosh, Joshua, I can't thank you for taking the time. This is an absolute honor and a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, no, I'm honored to be here, man. I'm, I was excited when you reached out and I was excited that we were able to get this on the schedule, dude. And, and yeah, I'm stoked for it, man. Uh, this is incredible. And I, I just have to give you a, a, a massive shout out. I mean, not only have you hit every milestone on the planet when it comes to real estate and setting the bar ultra high, um, from every aspect of life through just production and training and knowledge and impact. But I'm a huge fan of GSD Mode, the podcast, one of the best real estate podcasts out there. Um, so again, anybody who's tuning in live with us now or a fan of Real Estate Titans or a part of the Titan Nation, you need to be a part of GSD Mode. Uh, I cannot uh, say that enough. But Joshua, I, I do want to dive into you as a man, as a professional, just really your journey, the origin story. So let's just start with the first question is, Telling everybody out there who may not know you yet, which is probably a very small amount of people, but the people that don't know you, who you are, where you came from, what got you into the business, and kind of your progression in your life and your journey up until today. Let, let's go there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I got into business in 2005. So I was 23 years old. So I've been doing this now, what, 18 years or so. Um, and, and to be honest with you, it was, it was supposed to be a temporary stepping stone, dude. You know, I, I grew up in the health and fitness industry. My dad owned and operated gyms for 30 years. And, you know, I was pretty certain at a young age that that's what I wanted to do. Um, my dad ended up selling the gyms to retire right when I was finishing high school. And I had an opportunity to take him over. But we lived in a really small town in Michigan. And, um, you know, I was 18. And I, I didn't know if I wanted to be. So anyway, I was just like, dude, you know, go out there and sell those things. I'll, I'll figure out my path. And, and. You know, fast forward, you know, here I am now, I, mean, I kept in that industry. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, now, though, at the age of about 22, I made the realization of, of, hey, man, for me, in order to go out there and hit my financial goals that I have in this industry, I've got to get into ownership. You know, I was a district manager and, and you know, building out sales teams in that space. Um, you know, but at that point, man, now here I am in my early 20s, college dropout, you wow. know, and you don't really make a lot of money in that industry, you know, um, uh, at least – I wasn't, you know, if you will. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but anyway, it was going to cost 800 grand to go open up the facility I wanted to, to open up. And wow. so I was like, okay, like I couldn't get a loan and, 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 and I don't blame anybody. I wouldn't invest in me at that age either at, at that situation. So I was like, okay, how can I go out there and raise some capital? So I'm looking at this, you know, when it comes to, to real estate. Now, this was 2005, Phoenix, Arizona. Those that weren't around at that time, 2005 was very similar to like 2020, 2021, okay. where it was just, you know, everybody and their sister buying as much real estate as they possibly could, overbidding. Just, I mean, it was just straight up craziness like we just saw the last couple of years. Wow. So the perception, like most, is that, man, everybody in real estate's crushing it. Everybody's killing it. And I'm like, dude, you know, I love people. I love working my ass off. I'm good at sales. You know, um, I'm going to jump into this thing, go out there and, and, you know, invest however many years, you know, three or four years of my life to go out there and raise the down payment and, and go create my facility. And but very quickly, I realized that health and fitness was my passion. Real estate became my obsession, Oof. you know, and, uh, uh, you know, that that's that's how it began. And, and 
um, uh, you know, first year out of the gate, 2005, you know, jumped in at 48 deals my first year. Um, and then at that point, you know, I decided because I wanted to I needed to double my business because at that point I didn't become obsessed with real estate until I started my team. OK, um, you know, I, I, I always enjoyed working on buyers and sellers, you know, in the sales aspect. But I, I really love the B2B component, you know, so um, uh, but then, you know, in order to, to hit that financial goal, I'm like, dude, like this 48 deals. It was good, but it's not going to get me where I need to be. So I need to double, then double again. And then, you know, um, but, it, you know, 2005, dude, as I reflect back, I'm kind of aging myself here, but it's like, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have scanners. We didn't have DocuSign. Like, it just took longer to do shit, you know? So I was like, okay, I couldn't fathom how to even add an extra deal or two to the pipe a month, let alone double my business. So I knew at that point, you know, I had to start delegating things out. Now, luckily... Um, cause I, you know, I get a lot of people and I think it's very dangerous when we play the comparison game. I mean, there's a healthy element of comparison to use it for inspiration, but then there's a negative, you know, component to it. So I get a lot of people that are like, well, how'd you do that? Now I know a lot of people that have done way better than that too, you know, sure. but I'm like, yeah, but look, a lot of people don't realize like, dude, I mean, I started working for my dad at 11 in the gym, started, you know, getting in sales at 14. Like I had nine years of sales and, and, you know, team building experience, you know, before I jumped in that, but luckily I, I, as a district manager, I built a lot of sales teams, um, uh, you know, over the years in that industry. So, you know, at that, cause at that time, dude, teams weren't really a thing in real estate, right. You know, um, and there wasn't YouTube, there wasn't podcast. <laughs> so, you know, you just kind of had to figure this stuff out. So, um, but I went out there, I hired my first assistant, you know, delegated out all the, the lower money-making activities, um, and, uh, you know, went out there and did 103 units. And that's really what then, catapulted the team you know then next thing you know i'm like three weeks booked out you know my, my old school franklin calendar when buyers would call and i'm like okay now i'm pissing away money on that side so that's when i started adding agents um and uh, so now i've been yeah building my team for what 17 years now and uh still here have that here in phoenix arizona and that's just morphed into other things as well joshua i i again i love your story and progression and just kind of the evolution of your your life and and kind of projecting that into doubling tripling quadrupling down on you what really matters to you and your passion and how to elevate and accelerate that uh, at that time as you're kind of progressing to bringing on the assistant and then building the team what was it like as you were growing the team so we've gotten to that point but you've you've done so much and it's not just on a production standpoint, but, you know, obviously coaching and training to the highest of levels. Uh, I, I want to talk about how GSD mode got started too, and really what the thought behind all that was. So take me from the team is evolving. You're elevating the transactions year over year. What does it look like into the next big steps into your life? Kind of bringing you up to today. Yeah. So, you know, I'll have to rewind the clock slightly, yeah. you know, yeah, ab yeah. about a, a, about a, you know, year and a half before I got, well, about a year and a half, two years before I got into real estate, you know, I hit a low point in my life. And the reason why I want to bring this up is, is because like, look, dude, like, you know, in order to go out there and create anything big on a big scale, like you got to have a lot of passion and drive to make that thing a reality, you know, cause the amount of sacrifice that goes into it, you know, a lot of people don't understand that, the amount of sacrifices that certain successes take, Oof. you know, um, but I hit a low moment in my life, early twenties, dropped out of college. I won't get into all the reasons why I mean, at the core of it, I, be, I allowed myself to adopt a victimhood mindset and just was blaming the rest of the world for how shitty my situation was. Um, it allowed myself to, to, you know, get a hundred pounds overweight, become morbidly obese, massively depressed and, and just, you know, hit some low moments where I was just fed up with my life and fed up with, 
you know, the way things were going. Um, and again, hit, hit a low moment where then I was like, okay, the, the pain of the status quo outweighs the pain of change. Mm. Um, and I'm never, no longer going to accept this of myself and go make something of myself, you know? So, and that's really what started the success trajectory. So then, cause that kind of will morph into what we'll talk about here in a little bit of GSD mode, you know, yeah. but that's where I got, you know, that's where my own personal success journey started. Now, real estate's just been one of the vehicles that's allowed me to do it. It could have been health clubs. It could have been other things, but that's where I got really intentional with, with health and, and, you know, business and all the, all the aspects, you know, family, all the aspects of my life that are important to me. Hmm. Um, and then real estate again, became that vehicle. And then to answer your question of, you know, now again, though, I had, so I was doing, uh, about a year before I jumped into real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just, uh, opened up for the, really the, the first time as far as my professional career, I helped my dad as a kid do this, but as far as like managing it from beginning to end, yeah. You know, I, I, I opened up, I did all the pre-sales and, and launched a gym. Now I wasn't the owner, but I launched it for them as the manager. So, you know, going through that process, it's like, okay, as they're going through the construction process, now I'm sitting out there in a trailer, Yeah, you know, no, no membership sales, no residual income. And I start doing all the pre-sales. Okay. Well then we hit a certain membership base, right? Well, we have a, a certain amount of members. Okay. Well then, then at that point, and, and the KPIs were laid out of, okay, well, here's where you can bring on your first, here's where you can bring on admin assistant help. You know, okay, well, here's the KPI you need to hit to bring on your first salesperson they can hire. You know, then the second salesperson, the third salesperson, and then eventually step into, you know, running a sales and managing the sales team. And, you know, um, uh, so, so when it came to building my own team, you know, I just had really followed what I knew and what it worked. Because I always looked at this is it didn't matter if I was selling memberships and personal training packages or if I'm selling my own self on how to, you know, be somebody's realtor to, to be their guide to help them go from this living situation, the next living situation, or be somebody's guide to help them accomplish their real estate goals. It, it, sales is sales, you know, yeah. um, and building teams is building teams. And now, you know, I've owned 13 different companies over the years. And a lot of those have been outside of real estate. And I can just tell you, dude, it's all the same thing. Products interchange, but team building, sales, marketing, you know, the, the biggest differentiator is the product itself, right? Um, you know, so luckily I had experience with that. So, um, you know, it was, I don't want to say it was an easy transition because there was a lot of headaches with it, you know, um, but I knew and I understood the importance of systems and processes. And so when, okay, I'm bringing on my salespeople, you know, bringing, you know, my first agent. Okay, well, let's, uh, hey, man, I got to have a training protocol for them. I've got to have, you know, an onboarding protocol. I got to make sure I'm hiring the right person that can handle this business and represent me with my clients. Because at that time, it wasn't, you know, when I first started my team, it wasn't like your traditional teams today where, okay, I'm, I'm just giving them a bunch of leads, but I mean, they, they were working my overflow. So these were people I knew people wanting to work with me that I needed them to represent me and my brand, you know, um, uh, that I just couldn't. So, you know, there was a process to that, you know, for, for gosh, about my first six or seven years of my building my team, man, I had some hardcore requirements. Like you had to close 36 deals a year to be with my organization. I mean, I, I remember one year is I had to do the only hit 19 deals. I'm like, dude, sorry, you haven't made the cut. Like you got to go. You know, now today, the way I run my real estate company, yeah, I'd gladly have that person back. You probably wouldn't come back, you know, but, uh, 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 you know, but I had very high standards, you know, ran those standards, but it was very strict onboarding, very strict of, of you know, here's the process that you're going to follow. You know, cause it like, look, like the way I look at this is, okay, I'm not a, I'm not a cook. I'm not a chef, you know? Um, however, 
If I want to go out there and cook a great meal, okay, I can go get a proven cookbook that has a proven recipe, a world-class recipe. As long as that recipe is broken down in a simplistic fashion that I can follow and follow to a T, I can go out there and cook a world-class meal, even though I'm an amateur chef, mm. you know? So then I'm like, okay, how can I take these, you know, agents? And we do this all the day. So, you know, with my team now today, it's like, how do I take a brand new agent fresh out of school and get them making 30, 40 grand a month after splits within six months? Wow. You know, it's okay. Give them world-class recipes to jump into. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be guaranteed. Like they still have to have the drive. They got to, they got to do the work. You know, like you can give it people all the cheat codes in the world and still 80% of the general public won't do shit with them. Well, you, know, said. Um, well said. you know, so, so, you know, luckily um, uh, that went really well. Um, uh, the, the biggest disruption that I had was, you know, 2008, you know, um, uh, you know, I had my first, you know, few years, you know, two and a half years of building this team. I'm like, oh, another year I'll be able to, you know, have it where I'm out of production, and then I could just focus on operations. And, and, you know, I thought by probably year five, I'd be able to be out of production and operations. Well, then 2008 hits and Phoenix, Arizona was one of the hardest hit real estate markets in the country and everywhere was just devastated by 2008. Right. Um, but the, the blessing that I had at the time was I was so new. It was like ripping out a blank piece of paper and reinvent myself each and every day anyways, that I didn't have bad habits yet, you know? So, so, or I wasn't stuck in my ways. So I, I was, very adaptable. I was already used to adapting each and every day. Um, and, you know, it was able to read that market. And I had some great mentors, wow. you know, that were able to point me when I say great mentors, it was just, Hey, you've been in the business for 30 years. Like, where's this market heading? And, and they're just like, Hey, getting the short sales in REO. That's all they had to say. Like I'd Google, I could figure out the rest. They just had to point me in the direction. Right. So, mm. you know, um, we were able to transition into short sales in REO um, and, and, you know, racked up about 35 different REO and asset manager accounts. Um, uh, but the reason why I got really sucked back into production hard is okay. Like Fannie Mae direct and, you know, with Fannie Mae direct, I mean, we had certain months where we were getting 90 listings a month just from that one account, you know, so you get some of these bigger accounts that are million dollar year accounts. Well, the asset managers only wanted to deal with me. Now I could have all the work delegated out, but I still had to be a little bit, you know, a lot more involved, I should say, sure. you know, um, um, and, uh, you know, so, you know, went from, you know, that traditional business, which we were still doing and maintaining some of that, but it, you know, only about 10% of our sales, you know, were, were traditional. When you look at 2008 through 2012, you wow. know, 80, 90% of it were, were REOs and short sales because our market was just hit so damn hard. Um, um, you know, but we were able to go out there and thrive. And, and, and I have still to this day in 18 years, you know, every year has been better than the next and just been able to continue to thrive you know, by just reading the markets. Cause the way that, you know, the philosophy that I operate by and everybody in my organization operates by is there's no such thing as a good market or a bad market. It's always good for somebody. It's mm. our job as real estate professionals to identify whom the market's good for shift, pivot and, and adapt accordingly. And you can go out there and thrive in any, any market, you know, most just have such resistance to change, dude, mm. you know, um, that, that they have a difficult time with that. So, you know, but then, okay. So, uh, you know, 2012 market starts to correct 2012, 2013. Now I'm back to, okay, let's build out this traditional team, build out what I was started, you know, and then it was what, two thousand two into 2014, early 2015, you know, um, I finally hit my goal of stepping out of production and operations, mm. you know, cause it, like, again, I grew up in an entrepreneur family. Sure. Um, so for me, it was, dude, I wanted to create a business. I wasn't here just to go have, to have a job. I wanted it. And to me, how I define a business is allows, it makes me, it allows me to make the money I want to make with giving me the time and freedom to do what I want, when I want with whom I want. So mm. something that gave me the autonomy. So something that could operate and grow without my day-to-day -day involvement, mm. you know? So, so then um, uh, you know, I, I'm sort of sitting back and I'm assessing, okay, like what are the next moves? What are the next steps? 
yeah. you know, um, uh, you know, cause I couldn't keep jumping back in and meddling with it. It's like kids. It's like, eventually they're 18. You got to let them go do their thing and figure shit out. And hopefully you did a good job, you know? Right. Um, yeah. You know, uh, but man, I had a lot of demand at that point. And a lot of people reaching out just saying, you know, over the years, just saying, Hey, look, you know, will you mentor me? Will you coach me? Will you help me? And the answer was always no, man. I was always like, I'm busy building my stuff, you know? And I always kind of had that philosophy of, you know, doers do teach, you know, like, uh, um, you know, so I was like, no, man, I'm busy, you know, build like, can you coach me on your listing presentation? No, I'm busy doing my stuff, but here's my listing presentation. You can just have it, you know, right. Um, but then, you know, again, there's demand there. I was good at it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, you know, so I decided to start getting into the coaching space, um, which yeah. I'm still involved in today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, GSD mode, it kind of, kind of it's so much of the stuff happened on accident, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, so GSD mode that, so I had so many amazing people, uh, uh, well throughout my whole entire career, but especially early on. You know, I was really intentional with this of even before I was licensed, like when I made up that decision, I started real estate school, you know, just going out there and, and picking the brains of every top producer I possibly could, you know, mm. so that way I could just, you know, hey, learn from the greats. Yeah. Um, and, and dude, I, I had so many, like even when I couldn't afford it, like they'd take me out to lunch and then they'd even flip the bill because, you know, I mean, I was would hope my credit card wouldn't decline, but, you know, they could see that I was a struggling young kid and, you know, um, um, but would just pour into me. You know, and and it, so I always wanted to repay that favor. Mm. So you know, every speaking gig, whatever, every podcast, every you know, it's just always you know, yes, as, as many as I possibly can. Wow. Um, well, then it just got to the point though, dude, where I couldn't, man. It's like always people are like, hey, can I take you out to lunch, pick your brain? And I'm like, dude, like I'm just so busy, and now I've got kids, and it's like, it, it, okay, if I say yes, this now I'm gonna miss my kids' event, or you know, um, but I wanted to give back to them. So so then I just started like YouTube was you know a thing at that time. So I was like, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you send me all your questions? I'll just answer them, um, uh, uh, you know, on a video. Just I give you the same answers that I give you if we were sitting to a coffee. This way you have them, you have the recording, but I'll put it out there publicly so other people can learn from it. Wow. You know, and, and so I just started doing it for that. I ended up releasing, I don't know, about 300 videos over about a year or so span. And that, that did kind of morphed into GSD mode. You know, where I just saw this thing, like it just started developing such good traction, getting so much great feedback. And then I just had, you know, had the idea for, hey, man, let's go out there and start this podcast thing, you mm. know, with no intent to ever, mod- like I've still, I don't run ads. I don't have sponsors. I don't, mod- it's just, you sure. know, to get back to an industry that's changed every aspect of my life. And, wow. you know, eight years later, a few thousand episodes in, you know, here we are with that. <laughs> but Joshua, I, I love the fact that you you looked at it as, you know, giving back solely to the community and helping so many people because you've had the blessed opportunity for others to help you along the way. And you being reciprocal with that, it's showing your integrity and the the lighthearted nature of you providing value. Um, I think it morphing into what it is today is a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's a need that uh, is massive out there. People are trying to learn and to grow and to learn from the greats, to learn from individuals such as yourself who have been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and continually evolving to the highest of levels. Um, that's a way that you can really propel and take those actions. And I love your chef analogy that you're using earlier and having that recipe for a world-class experience. But truly, those individuals that are tuning into GSD mode and Real Estate Titans and, and so many other wonderful podcasts um, or YouTube channels that are out there, I think ultimately they've got to apply the knowledge. And you're the perfect example of just constantly pushing the information out, but then taking action upon it. And I want to I want to spin this uh, just a, a different question, Joshua, because you're just you're on fire, man. I just love all the delivery and all your information. 
where does that drive come from? Every day doing what you do to the level that you do it at, we're talking about now 18 years, but let's go way back. I mean, what, what really burns inside you to just say, I need to keep moving. You said 40 transactions. Now it was over a hundred and you just kept growing year over year over year. It's not, it's not the money thing. You don't need the money, right? You get to a certain point. It's not that. So, but what is it for you? I mean, why? I mean, I'll be honest in the beginning, it was, you know, uh, proving the world wrong, proving people wrong. Um, um, at least that's what I thought it was, but I think it was just more me proving something to myself, you know, um, you know, but like, to me, it's like, Hey, whatever, whatever you got to use for the fire tap into it. Now, some people are like, Oh, well, you know, that's a negative, you know, fuel, you need to have positive fuel. I'm like, no, dude, like if, if you got to go shut these people up and prove these people wrong, like, you know, like a Jordan's MVP speech, sure. it was just all the people that cut him, all the people that bet against him. you know, he just went and I thanked all of them. Right. So, you um, uh, you know, whatever that fuel is, then eventually, you know, uh, it got to a point where I was like, okay, like that no longer did it for me. So I had to identify and tap into that next thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, first start off with just, you know, proving the world, proving when I say the world, just certain people, you know, wrong. Um, it, then, then, you know, like I said, it came to about proving something myself. So then it, cause for me, it's really never been about the money. Like I, I I'm, I'm yeah. not the best with money, dude. I'm not like, I've always, you know, had businesses where I make good money and, and made a lot of it, but you know, I've had most of my career, I've spent it as fast as I've made it. And sure. You know, I made some good, but it, you know, to me, it's, it, you know, like, I just don't really give a shit about money, dude. It, yep. it just means nothing to me. It's, you hmm. know, and I know that that's bad to say, but it's nope. just not, you know, um, uh, uh, so anyway, and, and it, it's a byproduct. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, I look at that as a scoreboard. So, um, it's an important resource allows me to do more of what I do. So I do take it serious, mm-hmm. you know, um, but that has never been the driver for me, I guess is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. You know, so th- the next thing for me, it became about awards, dude. Like I would just, you know, th- just of, of, you know, competition. It was, you know, I started, uh, uh I remember after, you know, a couple of, I don't know, I don't know how long I was in the business, but you know, maybe nine or 10 months or so, you know, uh, met a dude um, named Frank Russo and his team was doing 20 transactions a month. And I was like, I, I never even thought that that could be possible. Wow. But then once I met him, saw it, then I was like, oh, dude, I got to hit that number, you know? And then, you know, as you start producing and now you're getting out of the rooms, now I'm meeting people doing 500 deals a month now, or 500 deals a year. Now I'm like, okay, I want to be that. Then I hit, so it just became about awards, you know, wow. um, um, awards, accolades, like just racking those up. And again, it's not really about the award and the accolade. It was just the competition of it, sure. you know, um, uh, it, so it morphs and changes over, over time, you know, and, and now today it's, it's really just, um, you know, like you got to have a lot of self-awareness. You gotta, you gotta really understand, you know, who you are to the core. You gotta know exactly what is that you want, why you want it, why it's important to you. You know, when people have a tough time with discipline or drive or anything that is typically just a lack of clarity. When you were extremely clear again on what you want, why you want it, why it's important to you, like burnout doesn't, I've never found burnout to exist. You know, I mean, I've, I've experienced it, but it's all time at times where I haven't had clarity. I've lost sight of it, you know? Um, and now today it's, it's more around impact. And when I say that, that's not just because I'm some amazing human being, you know, right. Um, um, I can say that. I can say that about you. You don't have to say it. (laughs) But being on, being fully honest and transparent with people, I'm like, Hey, like, why do we do that? Why do we go out there and give back? It's like, okay, because it makes me feel really good about myself. 
Sure. So, so there's always a selfish component to it. You know, it, it, I mean, at least for me, it's like, Hey, it's when I feel my best dude is, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing something, when I'm building something that has a big impact on others, um, um, you know, makes me feel good about myself, makes me feel value, gives me purpose, you know, mm. but I like building, you know, epic shit that has a big impact on other people's lives and building that epic shit with, uh, you know, epic people that I enjoy spending time with. And, you know, and I've tried it. I've tried taking time off. I tried, you know, I've thought about, you know, selling things in retirement, but it's like, those are always paths that I go down. I'm more, you know, more miserable than I am when I'm building. Like, I just, I just love it. I'm just one of those, I guess, twisted, weird human beings <laughs> that just loves doing what I do. <laughs> the best kind of human being, Joshua. Don't <laughs> ever change that, my friend. Anybody who knows you and respects you, loves you for that, please don't. I, I think that's huge. And you're, you're, again, setting the tone, the example for, the the future of the business in addition to because you're far from hitting the highs of highs and into that. I mean, you've done so much, but there's so much more to do and impact. And you 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 talk about really looking at it from a standpoint of impact. And Joshua, I know you've impacted so many professionals all over the world with what you do and how you do it. I, I do want to talk about your training. Uh really learning from you and all the experience that you have, but also so many others that you've helped get to the peaks. So let's talk about that because we hit GSD. I, I do want to talk about boot camps and, and things along those lines. Um, so where did that all come to fruition? Yeah, you know, again, I, I never thought I'd go down the coaching path. Um, uh, but then, you know, again, it just, it was just there, right? Like it was, yeah, I'm sitting there trying to figure out, okay, what's that next thing? You know, after I'd stepped out of production operations, looking for that next, you know, next thing to go out there and build. Um, but it was, I had to start assessing, okay, what, what am I good at? Mm. Um, what do I enjoy? What am I passionate about? But then also what's their demand? Like, where's their demand? Mm. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, fit all those buckets. So then I'm like, okay, let me go down this path. But then as I started reflecting back, you know, cause I'm a self-development junkie, you know? Um, uh, so at that point I had spent about a million dollars on my own coaches, like being coached myself, mm -hmm. you know, to go out there and figure out how to build what I wanted to build. Sure. Um, and, and, you know, in order to figure it out, man, I had to hire a lot of coaches way outside of real estate, you know, specialists in this type of business. And, you know, um, like I just could never find this solution in real estate and, and the amount of time and money I had to exhaust and spend mm -hmm. frustrated the living hell out of me. So then, then, you know, as I'm doing this, I'm like, okay, like anything I get involved in, I'm like, okay, I want to create something that I'm proud of, something that actually has an impact, something that, you know, like, like okay, you know, go, let, let me go out there and build the product I wish always existed. Oof. You know, because what I discovered is it's not enough just to tell people what to do and how to do it. Like, you got to give them the support of plug and play materials so mm. then they don't get bogged down with the building and, you know, have all the overwhelm. Um, mm. And then from there, it was just like, okay, everything was like a, a, a piece of the puzzle. It's like, okay, I'd hire this coach to give me this piece of the puzzle, this coach, this piece of the puzzle. I'm mm. like, like, where's the actual business building platform out there? So whether you're a brand new agent or team leader, or brokerage owner that can take you to really go out there and scale, you know, and, and, and that's where I decided to go out there and create, you know, really, it's almost like I almost like just kind of license or franchise my entire model, um, uh, but packaged up in a coaching program where, you know, they're given everything inside my business, every operations manual, every piece of, you know, whatever, all in editable format. Um, and they get daily access to me to, to help them go out there and build what they're looking to build. Um, and you know, about a third of my clients, it's about a third, third, third from individual agents, team leaders, and broker owners. Okay. But the one common, one commonality is, is they're all entrepreneur minded. Um, and they have the goal of building an actual business. Like they're not looking at just going out there and, you know, cold calling for the rest of their life and having a job. Like they want to go out there and create a business, you know, something that, you know, they can eventually sell, um, um, you know, cause it's a very hardcore system based business, you know, program. 
um, where we're going to A to Z with it, you know? So, you know, and that morphs into other things too, you know, it was like, okay, I started doing that. Then all of a sudden, you know, people reaching out to me inside the program of, Hey, I want to use, you know, the boom towns of the world, the KV cores, the, you know, the systems that you're using, but I can't afford the $1,500 a month, hmm. you know? So then I'm like, okay, well, you know, I just tried putting together pieces for them of, of software, you know, um, that was more, more, you know, and I realized at that point, okay, everything's been built for the team leader brokerage owner, which makes sense. They have deeper pockets, but I'm like 97% of this industry are individual agents who never join a team, never be on a team, never have a team. Nothing's been built for them. Mm. You know, so I started a software company where it's like, okay, let's go create the boomtown of the KB core, but you know, an all in one website CRM, you know, system, but that's wow. under 200 bucks a month, you know? And, and, you know, so and now it's morphed into a team and broker product, you know, as well, um, you know, um, but it has that affordable component. Again, I never planned on doing that, but it was just a demand in the market that had a need and, and I had the expertise and the resources to do it. So, you, you know, built that. And then, you know, and then it's led to other things as well, you know, um, um, you know franchising and, and some other things as well, you know, which is, you know, the focus going forward. Oh, Joshua, I, I love how you're, you're giving us all the details out there because I, I think it's crucially important is to understand why someone does what they do. And especially somebody at your level to have that full scope is massive. Uh, taking at it from a standpoint of you spending over a million dollars on different coaches, trainers for different aspects of your life and your world and business, and not quite finding the all the details, having to take bits and pieces here, bits and pieces there, and then really building this for yourself. Fact of the matter is, is that you comprised all that data and distilled it down to the success market that you built and then essentially distributing that out to the masses, which I think is huge. Uh, and you're absolutely right. There, there, there are very few opportunities for someone to really be 100% open and honest with what really is effective to grow and scale and build a business, the level that you built it at and then above and beyond. Uh, so I, I love that. What's What's the best way if anybody's tuning in, they're like, man, I really love what Josh was saying. I love his story and everything about him. I want to learn more. What's the best place just for the show notes and for the audio file to go if they want to buy in, learn more, connect? What What, what is that? Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. So gsdmode.com. So okay. gsdmode.com. That's kind of the hub. Um, so on there, I mean, all the places that the podcast housed, Got a bunch of free resources on there, um, um, trainings, ebooks, all of that. Um, so, you know, you go check out all the free content. I mean, you can learn more about coaching and software on there too, but you know, I recommend you start with all the free stuff. Love it. You're the best. And, and so Joshua, I want to, I want to break it to the, the second and the, the last part of this uh, when it comes down to it, because everyone tunes in to the Titans and they want to know how and what and, and, and why. So you've given us so much information, but if you could go back on your career thus far, and pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented that you really saw growth. You saw massive movement of the needle. What does that look like for you? What piece of advice would you give anybody tuning in live or just tuning in after the fact? What would you say? Yeah. So, so, you know, for me, there, there's, this is threefold um, oh, cheating, love it. because it, because you gave me a little prep before we hit the yeah. record button on this. So, um, you know, okay, there, there, there's three massive mistakes that I made that that took me a long time and a lot of pain and suffering and money to figure out. All right, number the first one, which I've already talked about a little bit, but um, you know, it, it took me too long to get extreme clarity on what I wanted, why I wanted, why it was important to me. You know, looking at if you look at you, okay, your your real estate business is a vehicle that can allow you to go out there and live the life you want to create. Mm. Well, I didn't have enough clarity early on. It took me about four years or 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 you know more, and it's always shifting and changing. But it took me about four years to really wake up to this aspect. Wow. You know, um, uh, of okay, like because originally it was just hey, I just wanted to make money. 
Um, I'll go out there and outwork everybody. Well, now I'm working for him to midnight. And even though I'm making more money than I ever thought would be possible, I was more miserable than I was when I was broke. You know, um, I was like, okay, this isn't a thing either. Right. So, yeah. you know, cause, cause if you don't have extreme clarity, like, okay, if you don't know what the empire is that you're looking to build and saying empire just is a figure speech, sure. you know, well, then it's impossible to come up with the architectural plans mm-hmm. to reverse engineer on how to build that. So you, you can't, if success is just small, tiny decisions, made all throughout the day, each and every day that compound over time, how do you know if they're the right or wrong decisions moment by moment? And those decisions seem so insignificant in the moment, but over time, as they compound, they become the only thing of significance that matters. You know, so you got to have extreme clarity on what you want, why you want, why it's important to you in every aspect of your life that, that matters. So then you can start making those strategic decisions, you know, um, uh, as, as you're building. Um, the, the other thing too, and, and some of these sound, this next one might sound kind of basic, um, uh, but treating my business as a business, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain components of it that I just didn't, you know, um, um, you know, so business again, I mean, when I look at, okay, how do we treat a business as a business? You know, number one, you're obsessed with tracking every data point, every metric inside your business language of money is numbers. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to go out there and make money, you got to speak its language. You cannot make smart, strategic, scalable decisions. You can't replicate, duplicate. You can't inspect what you expect unless you know the details of your business inside and out, you know, wow. um, and that also comes into making sure you have a process systematic based business. You know, but then again, it's like, okay, what do smart operators do, man? They, they, you know, go on there and stack on ancillaries and, and they're looking of, of different ways to maximize, capitalize, you know? So it's like, okay, well, how, you know, I mean, it took me a long time, dude, where I was just making money off of commissions. Then I'm like, okay, well, what if I stack on this transaction fee? Okay, well, what if I do a JV with title and then mortgage and insurance? Like, what does that look like? And how, you know, well, now I'm, I'm getting paid three times the amount of money for the same amount of work, you know, on the same wow. transit, you know, right. It's Brilliant. so, so, you know, thinking of things that, you know, from a business lens, the last piece, um, and this, I really didn't figure this out until, um, two thousand through, I went through some pain in 2017. Okay. Um, uh, that I went through. Um, and when I say pain, it, it was just growing pains and a lot of struggles mm-hmm. that, you know, really, really opened up my eyes to this, but sure. making sure that you have the right leverage pieces in place, mm-hmm. you know, um, because there comes, there's comes a time where it's okay. It doesn't matter. There's only so many times, to- so many hours in a day, you know, people that are massively more successful than you or I, or anybody watching or listening to this, you know, it's not always, it's, it's not like they work that many more hours or they work that much faster. You know, um, they have better leverage components, you know, so looking at that of, okay, I can go out there and sell a house and get paid on that closing. And maybe if I work that hard and I got my, you know, get repeat referral business, maybe that translates into seven transactions. Now for that same amount of energy, time and efforts, okay, maybe I can go recruit an agent um, that over that lifetime value, that agent with my organization results in a hundred transactions. So now instead of getting paid on, you know, one to seven, now I'm getting paid on a hundred, hmm. you know, and that's assuming that they're not even referring or bringing other people in as, as well. You know, it's like, what are those different le- leverage components, you know, that, that you can, um, uh, uh, strategically implement that can allow you to grow on such a faster scale and go big because those that, you know, truly go big in any element of business. They truly understand the, the power of the right leverage vehicle. Joshua, that that whole piece was massive. I mean, gold nugget after gold nugget after gold nugget, um, you know, huge into clarity, treating it like a business as you should, and then really looking at leverage. Um, those are from someone who has really deeply understood and gone through the aspects of seeing business take shape. 
And the perspective that you bring and that knowledge, Joshua, is massive. I, I know this was just a tiny bit of knowledge and basis, but it was on fire, my friend. This is this is excellent stuff. Um, is there anything else you, you want to drop or, or share before we close everything up? This has been incredible. Yeah, I would just say for anybody that's watching or listening to this, man, you know, it, what's so cool about this industry um, is it's the most level playing field of any industry that I've seen out there. Doesn't matter how tall, short, thin, skinny, overweight, you know, doesn't matter how thick your accent is. It, it just comes down to getting clear in what you want and how bad you want it, and how committed that you are to, to doing it. So, um, you know, just get clear in what you want, figure out what that is, figure out what the best plans are, proven plans to get you from where you're at to where you want to go, go out there and execute. The payoff is worth it. Um, mm -hmm. And just understand that, like, you can go, I mean, I hear, here I am a college dropout, you know, dude, that my vocabulary consists of dude, shit, fucking bro, you know, uh, um, yes. you know, I, 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 I've got a low IQ, you know, um, you know, but you know, you can, it, like, you can go out there and figure this out. Oh, it's so huge, Joshua. And, and again, I can't thank you enough. This is, this is huge, huge information. And I can't tell anybody out there higher, 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 please look at Joshua's information, subscribe to GSD mode, so much information, visit the site. We'll have everything in the links and the show notes down below. Uh, Joshua, I can't thank you enough for doing this, my friend. It's been an honor, truly. I mean that. Yeah, no, thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun, dude. Really this is it. This is huge. And I, I do have to give you an official dubbing. You are a real estate titan, my friend. Uh, that is a badge of honor that you can wear for life. There's no trophies, no plaques, but it's in your heart. Uh, no one can ever take that away. It's true, true nature. High, high bar you set, my friend. So I, I can't thank you enough. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much. This is great. And everybody, thank you as always for your time and attention, your love and support. If you like your doing real estate titans, don't forget to like and subscribe. You do know what to do at this point. I do have to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are a real estate professional looking to grow and scale your business with digital marketing, layering and leveling, saturation, lead generation, conversion to more closed transactions, visit lionboltmedia.com. We're live here on Real Estate Titans every Tuesday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Joshua. Yep. Thank you.